The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's done the show for two days in a row now, about that? on a real heater. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice, either way. Thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there. I'm surprised he's in today. I'm surprised he didn't call in sick, take the day off. So I'm real, honestly, I'm really impressed with your commitment to being here on this, the birthday of Steven Gerrard. It is his birthday of Steven Gerrard. The greatest Liverpool player? Of this generation. A, a top... A top Five easy. Top five. Top five Top easy. Top five. Top five He's but, 38 uh, today. There's a reason they call one King Kenny and named one of the stands after him. Yes. So, so like, But yeah. he's he at least gets talked about in hushed tones around Oh yes. Around yeah. Liverpool. Oh, he's a local lad. Uh that's uh he's a he's a he's a legend around yep. there. I'm surprised you're in. I'm surprised you didn't take the day off and just run around. Really the reason I shouldn't have come in is just working on this dumb magazine. Thing you never walk alone, yeah. We'll get into that. Today is Wednesday, May 30th, 2018, 176 days since Thanksgiving. Episode 564, 564, Thad Bosley's OPS as the Texas Rangers, 67 games from 1989 to 1990. And when you've got a guy like that who puts up a 564 OPS, that's not good for baseball people. And of course, went on to you, of course. become a world-renowned hair surgeon or surgeon, and opened that's many that, clinics. No, that's Same guy, that's right? That's a different Bosley. Uh, no, sure you make him guy. your hitting coach, like the Rangers did for the first half of 2011. So, yeah. Then they sure fired. that's what he went then on Then they fired do. him in June, and then they went to the World Series, and the World Series never ended. We don't know how it ended. Nobody knows. On today's show, guys, we're going to continue our regional look-aheads, take a look at 2A Division Two, the left half of the bracket, Region 1 and Region 2, and there has been some shifting around in regions that makes this particularly interesting. We'll get into that coming up here and then back half of the show. Matt Stepp was out at the LD Bell State, State Qualifying Tournament for State 7-on-7. Seven seven. Uh, caught up with Waxahachie coach Todd Alexander, the new head Indian, as well as the longtime head Wildcat. And former host of this show. That's right. A man who has sat in this chair true. and spoken into this microphone, yeah. and if I had my yup nope sign handy, I would have I would hold it up. Busted. It's like I think it's on the floor uh, under a yes. chair. Yeah. Uh, John Walsh, the Denton nice. Guy Wildcats. We'll hear from both of them coming up here at the back half of the show. I'll be honest, guys, I don't have a warm-up topic. I've got one. Oh, my Thanks God. Thanks to our good friend Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust. It's uh, we need the uh, we need the Jesus and Mero rainbow for that. We, we do need like a rainbow with like a football unicorn to like ride yeah. across it whenever we do that. <laughs> football <laughs> unicorn, I love it. Uh, but but Paul is taking off tomorrow for the two A baseball regional finals in baseball. Go New Deal, and it led me to wonder. Hmm? 
How many of the UIL state championship sporting events have you been to? Mm-hmm. And, of course, besides football, which is the best? No offense to those other sports, but as far as events go, it's hard to beat football. What would you say is the second best and or the one you would most like to go to if you've been to it or not been to yeah. it? Yeah, okay. So I've only been to one other. Mm-hmm. And I went as a spectator. I didn't cover it. Interesting. I went as a spectator okay. for the state soccer tournament. Okay. In Georgetown. That's an interesting one to have as your only other yes, one. Yes, I know. Wow. Uh, I, I, liked, I liked it a lot, but I also wonder if it was because the school I attended was playing for a state championship. Okay, so that's and why won. you're going. And my buddy scored the game-winning goal. Nice. Interesting. So I'm surprised in your years of uh, Dallas Morning News community news coverage, you never covered any yeah, other state championships. The, the teams, I, the teams I covered, were never good enough to yeah, get there. I guess um, you obviously with your. Times, I've been to every single one. You've been to every one. So yeah. you're the one. I know. So we uh, part of what what we do at uh, our parent company, Sports yeah. in Action. Uh, we operate. We do operations for UIL state championship games. So, yeah. like our boss and people we work with, will be running around state championship. Yeah, games. Just help with logistics. Yeah, help with yeah. logistics. Taylor Sexton, our operations yeah. director, is currently at the softball yeah. uh, state championships. Uh, and so, hearing from them, I know from them that the worst one to work at is swimming and diving. That's the it's worst one pretty to bad. work at. The problem with the problem with swimming and diving championships. On a basic level, it's just sitting inside a warm pool room and reeking of chlorine for like seven or eight hours. You know what I mean? And I don't like, we've been over this many times, on any event that involves people seeing if they're faster than each other does not have my interest. So you don't like track? Track, swimming, not my thing. Um, I will say watching diving at mm-hmm. state, pretty interesting, right? Diving has always fascinated me because I'm always interested in... Things that I'm absolutely sure I couldn't do. Right. That, like, okay, I can kick a soccer ball. Right. Not well, but yeah. I can kick it. Right. Uh, I can hit a baseball. Not well, but I can... You can, I can even attempt can, to flip in the air. I can run fast. Yeah. Can't flip. Yeah. Can't do it. So yeah. gymnastics, like, wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I would say, uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm a baseball person at heart, at heart, and the Dell Diamond is a great venue. So is Dish I have Falk. I have been to the Dell Diamond, right. and the Dell Diamond is an exceptional venue. Yeah, it's so. a great place for so probably on the top of my list. Yeah, baseball, I do. I've always liked going to baseball. Uh, but I, it's tough. Volleyball and, and basketball state championships are their own thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a very certain... Yeah, the everyone. What I've always found amazing about basketball is the people who really love basketball are always at the state championships. They get a good crowd. They're really into it. They're a knowledgeable fan base. It's a special atmosphere. I don't know if it's the same at the Alamo Dome as it was at the Drum. But, here's, but so here's my question. Though. Okay. Because you you mentioned that, and I guess what you're saying is because we've just come to expect those people at football. Because right. at football, yeah. There, I mean, I've I run into people all the time. Yeah. Uh, people watching this show right, right. now that right. we've met yeah. at the state championship yeah. games who did not have a dog in the hunt. Right. They were there because it's like, well, it's December twentieth, yeah. time to go to the state championship right. games. Right, exactly. But it, but you're saying that there's a uniqueness to the, the, basketball, the basketball crowd is people. pretty locked in. But again, I don't know if it's the same atmosphere at the Alamo Dome as it was at the Drum because it's a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. They feels like everyone's on top of each other. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, and volleyball is kind of the same down in San Marcos. It's 
it's a crowd that knows knows the sport, knows it, and the good teams put on a show. The and and volleyball maybe more than others holds more tension mm-hmm. yeah. throughout the match, no matter what, because kind of every point could be seems, the turning seems point. Big. Yeah, it seems big. Uh, so it's good too, but it, it's a tough call. I would probably always opt for baseball because I love baseball, but yeah. those other ones they they got a shot. I'll throw one more out there that I think could be interesting. I think I'd like to go to the state wrestling meet. It's a good interest. The state yeah, wrestling meet seems really interesting pick. to me. Uh, really interesting to me because I think that wrestling people are nuts, and I think being in a room full of them would be interesting. That's a good point. Um, off the beat, I, that's not true. I was a uh, I I participated in the state headline writing ca- competition. I'm a state finalist here. So no one would want to watch that. How about that? that would be the most boring. Although, actually, we're all wrong. You know what the answer is? The newly launched state mariachi competition. There we go. All right. That. All right. Get me tickets to the state mariachi yeah. contest. I am there tomorrow. All right. Fair enough. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max, let's continue our regional look-aheads, uh, looking at each... Region by region, we have now, believe it or not, gotten to the final 11-man classification. 2A Division Two. Talk about killing segments. We have. Uh, 2A yeah. Division Two. We are in uh, Region 1 now. Let's take a look at Region 1. And the what is really fascinating about this, and Matt Stepp wrote about this on TexasFootball.com and TexasFootball.com slash scoop, is who's not here. Who's not here is the defending regional champ. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, okay, they probably moved to a different division, or maybe they moved all the way up to three. No. Wellington simply moved over from District, what were they last year? Two mm-hmm. to District Five. Mm-hmm. And that is the those that's the kind of minutiae that it takes a minute on realignment day to actually sink your teeth into and you go, Oh, 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 and that's a huge deal. It seems like a very small thing to go from District 2 to District 5. You're in the same classification. Everything else is the same, blah, blah, blah. That's a massive shift. And it may change how the entire state looks. Because when you look at Region 1 now, Region 1 is really a lot more wide open. Now, I do think there's a favorite. Let me me back up. I think there's one district that the regional champ will come out of. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it's District 3. 3-2-A Division Two has Stratford, Clarendon, and Groover. Those are, to me, where I sit right now here on May 30th, probably the three strongest teams yeah. in Region right. 1. And they're all in the same district. They're all going to beat each other up. You've got a dropped... Uh, none of them played each other last year as far as like in, in district play. Stratford is dropping down from dis- Division 1 to Division 2. Uh, Clarendon and Groover were in different districts. Mm-hmm. This is, to me... A very interesting uh, situation. By the way, both Clarendon and Groover lost to Wellington in the playoffs, who they wouldn't see until a state semifinal now. Uh, So Stratford is probably at the top of the pops, right? This was a team that did play in a state semifinal last year uh, uh, in Division I. They they lost to Mart in the semifinals. They are dropping down. They lose a lot, though. They They lose... 
This is it's so funny when we go through these regional um when we go through these region by regions that like in six A we were talking about how the Woodlands lost seventy two lettermen. Right. And you're like, Holy cow. Yeah. And now like for Stratford they lost fourteen and it's like a huge loss for Stratford. Yeah. So they've got some pieces to replace, right? Clarendon's interesting. A lot more talent coming, or a lot more, rather, experience coming back. Especially offensively, eight starters there uh, for Clarendon. Uh, this could be the year for them. And then Groover. Groover's interesting as well. This was a 10-win team a year ago, remember. This was the district champion themselves. If you're looking outside of that district, you're probably looking at a team like Farwell. Mm-hmm. Farwell's interesting to me. Uh, Seagraves could be that. What about Ira Ann? Yeah. Ira Ann, you know... A lot of change. A lot of change. Yeah. But if you're talking about a team with pedigree, yeah. this is the team with pedigree. Yeah. A team to keep an eye on that I'm a little high on that I think maybe off people's radar to start the year is Bovina. I think Bovina is a team to keep an eye on. Remember, this is a, an undefeated district champion last year. Uh, they went 5-0 and in their district. A 9-win team from a year ago. Keep an eye on Bovina. That is a team to keep an eye on. But overall, this is a really – it's a brave new world here in Region 1 because Wellington's not there. And it's kind of cobbled together from all these other places – where you've got some favorites, but I don't necessarily think you have a favorite. Right. So a lot of teams could kind of up and in get that. Keep it on McCamey as well. I'd be I'd be remiss if I did not mention McCamey, a 10-win team from a year ago. That brings back seven starters offensively. So that's Region 1. Let's dip down to Region 2. And Region 2 is, in a lot of ways, a lot more top-heavy. Part of it is because Wellington is there. Yep. And Wellington is a team you're going to hear a lot about. A ton back for the Skyrockets. Yep. From a team that did make, by the way, came within three points of playing for a state championship last year. Yep. They lost to Munster. To the state champs. Yeah. Yeah, they lost to Munster. They're going to be really good. Okay, That offensive front's going to be really good. They've got playmakers. Mm-hmm. Coach Wade Williams is an excellent, excellent coach. And I expect Wellington to be in the hunt. But lurking will be two teams from the same district, District 7, that could give them a run. One of them's Albany. Okay, Now, Albany was the team that lost to Munster the week before. They lost, you know, the week before. Yep. Um, Albany, of course, has to replace Brian Hamilton. You, uh, let me rephrase. Albany has to cobble together a number of players to replace the production that Brian Hamilton did for them. Mm-hmm. Because you don't Brian Hamilton's don't grow on trees. This was one of the most spectacular players in the state last year at any level, and he's gone. That's a big, big question mark for them. Uh, they bring back a fair amount of a pretty good defense from last year, which should be interesting. They're going to be in the hunt. And Albany is, you know, we were at that Munster-Albany game. And we, you know, there were a fair number of underclassmen that got some good playing time. They're going to be in the hunt as well. But lurking in their own district is Hamlin. The Pied Pipers, a year ago, I think they ended up losing to Clarendon in the in the regional semis. I think they went about went out. There are some there are some teams that went at the end when you look at when they went out in the playoffs. Based on how good they are, you can probably say, I think based on how good they are, they went out about a year, oh, around too early. This feels like a state quarterfinalist team. Yeah, This is a really good team from a year ago. They bring back a ton. They bring back eight starters on both sides of the ball. The Pied Pipers are going to be in the hunt. You're going to want to keep an eye on them. Outside of that, 
Uh, Menard had a really resurgent year last year, a real nice bounce back year, uh, and and a second year under that system, I think, should uh, do wonders for them. Monday is always a team to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some rebuilding to do, but they're a team to keep an eye on. Uh, and then you're probably getting into teams like Memphis and Roscoe that, that you can dream on. Yeah. But for me, it's probably, like, if you're asking me who it's going to be, it's probably going to be up at the top. Those, those two teams, Wellington and Albany, two teams that were personally victimized by Munster last year. Yeah. Well, now we're going to find out what happens when they don't have to deal with Munster because, again, Munster moved from Region 2 to Region 3. Yeah. We're going to get into them tomorrow. But what's really interesting to me uh, is, is I feel like we could be careening towards a Wellington-Albany regional final, which would be yeah. Yeah. really, really good. Yeah. But don't count out Hamlin either. I think they're in the hunt as well. Tomorrow, we will get into 2A Division 2, Region 3, which has two state champions in the same Dern region. Whoops. And we'll close out with Region 4, where we ask the question, is this the year for Falls City? Oh, baby. We'll get into that tomorrow. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com, slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com, slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right. Let's get magazine stuff out of the way, okay? Because that's that's why you like this page on Facebook if you're watching mm-hmm. on Facebook. It's why you come to TexasFootball.com. We are working on it. We have not slept. If we look a little manic, that's because of the magazine. Here's the, the basics of it. We send a press on June 1, okay? That is Friday. 4 o'clock on Friday, and then we're going to drink scotch and eat pie. That's what we're going to do. Uh, I am so ready to stop thinking about this magazine. I've been thinking about it nonstop for three months. So I am really excited to not think about this magazine anymore. After we send it to press on June 1st, on Friday, it will be about two weeks to two and a half weeks before it hits shelves. Now, here's the full process of it. And forgive me if you've heard me say this before, but we have new people tuning in every day. Send the magazine to press. It has to get printed and bound and all that fun stuff. Then the magazines get put on trucks. The trucks drive to your local store. They get dropped off there, and then the stalker at your store has to take them out of the back and put them on the shelves for you to purchase so that you can put food in my tum-tum. That's a lot of steps in between. Let me try to sell you something that will eliminate some of those steps. TexasFootball.com slash insider is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Instead of the magazine going on a truck and the truck driving to San Antonio or San Marcos or El Paso and then getting put on a, being at the mercy of some clerk to put it out on the shelves, we'll put it in an envelope with your name and address on it and we will mail it directly to you. Now, you are still at the mercy of the USPS, but... At least it's coming directly to you as opposed to you running around looking for it. You get that. You also get the 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football that comes out right after Thanksgiving. It's the Bible of Recruiting profile more than 400 prospects around the state. You also get a year's worth of exclusive content at TexasFootball.com. And I'm just going to keep saying this. The new TexasFootball.com is coming, and you're going to want to be an insider. That's just kind of the bottom line of it. You're going to want that. So you get a year's worth of exclusive online content. All that 
for nineteen ninety five. The magazine retails for ten ninety five. Okay, add tax onto it, whatever Uncle Sam wants to take. This is, I think, this is a pretty good deal. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year makes a great gift as well. Father's Day is coming. It's June sixteenth, seventeenth, seventeenth. Make sure you don't leave Dad out in the cold. Get him at TexasFootball.com, a Texas Football Insider subscription. TexasFootball.com slash insider. Makes a great gift. The new website is coming very, very shortly, and you will see what we mean by you want to be a subscriber. It's TexasFootball.com slash insider. Max, our intrepid reporter Matt Stepp, was out at the LD Bell State 7-on-7 qualifying tournament earlier or this weekend, talking with coaches, chatting them up, getting to, getting to know them, and uh, not going to get to know them, getting to know their teams. So Matt Stepp did catch up with the new head coach of the Waxahachie Indians. Coach Mike Alexander took over for John Kitna in the offseason. Excited to see what Waxahachie does, of course, making the leap to 6A, which is going to be very interesting for the Indians. Here's Matt Stepp's interview with Mike Alexander of Waxahachie. Todd Alexander. Why did I say Mike? Who's Mike Alexander? I don't know. That's another coach. I'm going to look that up while you're listening to Todd Alexander, (laughs) the head coach of Waxahachie here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the LD Bell 7-on-7 Qualifying Tournament. Here with the new head coach of the Waxahachie Indians, Coach Todd Alexander. Uh, coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us this morning. You bet. I'm glad to be here. All right, Coach, uh, obviously congratulations on, on the new gig. I know it means a lot to you being an alum of Waxahachie, being an Everman alum and t- being, taking some beatings from Waxahachie. I'm still a little bitter, but I know it's a great place. And uh, for you personally, I'm sure, what was, what, what was the honor like when you were named head coach? Oh, it was a great honor. There's a lot of tradition in Waxahachie, and uh, we just want to continue that tradition. And uh, it, it's going to be fun. There's a lot of things that we're going to do uh, that has been embedded in Waxahachie for a long time, and there's some things that we're going to add. All right. Now, obviously, uh, because of the transition, you weren't able to participate in spring football, so I know you're, you're going to take full advantage of the extra time in the fall, have the extra scrimmage. Uh, who do you have lined up for your two scrimmages, and kind of what, what kind of things are you looking to, to do in a fall? I mean, I'm sure it's the obvious, just installing your offense and trying to install your defense, right? First of all, we're going to hit the ground August 6th running. Uh, this spring's been kind of, I won't say chaotic. It was interesting, to say the least. We've hired a lot of coaches. I'm very excited about the coaching staff that we did hire, and uh, I'm excited about the year. We've got on the – we're going to scrimmage Frisco Liberty, that first scrimmage, then we're going to scrimmage Rowlett. Okay. And uh, obviously the coaching staff uh, getting that hired. How's that going? Are you still have some positions you're looking to hire, or have you got your staff completely filled now? We have most of the positions filled. We've got uh, one spot open that should be filled next week on the varsity staff. Uh, we were able to get uh, some – Two very good experienced coordinators in that I'm very excited to work with. Uh, great guys, great people, and great coaches. Now looking at your, your, your schedule next year, obviously moving up to Class 6A uh, for the first time. A lot of great programs. It's one of the toughest districts in the state. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a challenge, but I'm sure you and your kids have talked about it and are really fired up, aren't you? Uh, very fired up, to say the least. Uh, you know, we've been in a very tough – Waxhatchee's been in a tough district playing some tough teams for several years. So the transition from 5A to 6A is going to be a jump. But uh, our, our kids are ready. They're going to be ready to jump into that district, I have no doubt. And Waxhatchee's had a lot of success in 7-on-7 in recent years, uh, done a great job. It's become a part of the program. Uh, I know you're going to get a chance to watch your kids compete really for the first time against somebody in a different colored jersey. What are you looking to see out of your kids uh, here in 7-on-7, and what, what benefits do you think it can have for your program? Well, one of the things we pride our, ourselves on is the things that we can control, and that's character, pride, and, and effort. 
And, uh, you know, that's one thing I want to see the kids. I want to see them playing hard. I want to see them playing with class and uh, doing the little things right, you know, good stance, good starts, good routes. Uh, there's a lot to come. It's just going to be a, a transition phase for us. But uh, it's exciting to be around these guys. Uh, we've got a good group. They work hard and uh, just excited to see them compete. Coach, I appreciate your time. I know your, your, your kids' game just started, so I'll let you get to watching your kids compete uh, and being a, a great cheerleader today. And uh, pr- appreciate what you do for the student-athletes in the state of Texas. You bet, Matt. Thank you. There Thank is you Todd up. Alexander, the head coach of Waxahachie, not to be confused with the head coach at Grapevine. Mike Alexander. Mike Alexander. Uh, I told you guys, I have, uh, I'm a little manic right now. Sorry, your brain's spent. Uh, excited to see what Walks Hatchie brings to the table this year. Um, this is a team, of course, making the leap to 6A, and that's not going to be fun. But when you got a guy like Damani Richardson in the secondary, um, I think they're going to be interesting. And, and I think they're going to have a different look. I think they're going to be. Uh, my feel for Walks Hatchie is that after a few years of being super high powered, kind of devil may care defense, but just outscoring people, I think they're going to. Go back to defense, and I think it's going to be a lot more. Try to beat teams more reasonably. You know what I mean? That's supposed to outgun them, but we'll see. We'll see. It'll be really interesting. I think the strength of the team is going to lie on defense, especially early. So I'm excited to see what Coach Todd Alexander, God bless him, does with the Vox Hatch. We appreciate him talking with Matt Step. Another guy Matt Step bothered at the LD Bell Seven on Seven tournament is Denton Geyer, Coach John Walsh, who again has sat in this show. And done a better job hosting than me. Um, and, of course, Denton Guy are always a contender. Excited to see what they do this year after realignment. Here is Matt Stepp's interview with Denton Guyer coach John Walsh here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the LD Bell 7-on-7 State Qualifying Tournament. Here with the head coach of the Guyer Wildcats, Coach John Walsh. Coach, a uh, busy morning. Appreciate you taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. Yeah, it's great. No win. Probably going to get hot today, but uh, we're excited to be out here and throwing the football around. Yeah, I was going to ask you, now this is the, I mentioned this on Twitter this week, this is the first state qualifier you guys have played in since 2010. I know you have a love-hate relationship with 707, uh, but I know you, uh, you have some reasons that you think right. will benefit your program this year for playing in 707, uh, in state qualifiers at least. Uh, what were some of the reasons that you guys decided to in, jump in the fray this year? Well, I think uh, really two big reasons. Uh, the forward pass has not been a, uh, a luxury of ours the last few years, and uh, we can run the ball on any, anybody, anytime. But uh, to win it all, you got to have you got to have that you got to have that aspect of your game, and uh, and 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 to champion that with it is we got a quarterback that uh, is about as pure passer as I've coached ever, and uh, so we, we got we got to put him to work, get him out here, and let our receivers get used to him putting the ball where it needs to be. Now, the hate relationship of it is I know you're, you're a guy who likes to play physical football, and, and Geyer prides himself on physical football. Can't really be physical physical out here, so that's that's tough for you, but I know there's still a lot of positive aspects to it, even even if it's just running around and you know where your kids are going to be today, right? No doubt. And here's how it's going to go down today. We're going to go out there. We're going to be bumping and pressing. We're going to get flags thrown on us. So it's going to take us about a game for our guys to get used to keeping their hands off them because we are a physical program. So I've, I've kind of explained that to them, but, you know, you – I remember back when we were playing this a lot, uh, you know, and uh, we were going to A&M, we were going to Oregon to play at that Nike place, and and you can't you, you can't just putting your feet on the ground and having to cover man to man all day long, and then the timing of routes, throwing in tight spaces, there really is a good benefit for this. 
And really, uh, looking back at the early days of your program, 707 was where you kind of first started to kind of jump on the scene and kind of de- develop that winning attitude. Because I remember the first year you played, struggled a lot. And then the first, second couple, next couple of years, you started to win some games. You could see that confidence kind of build in your program overall. You're right. We were 1-19, and, and we weren't good at anything when it came to football. Um, and the year before 08, where we went to the semis, uh, we we qualified for A and M, you know, and and that and you know you, you know how it is. Winning breeds winning, confident breeds confidence. So uh, and we found it in that place. So my, my love hate, really my hate part of this um, is just the, the aspect of knocking on wood and, and not getting hurt. Now looking at spring football, you guys just came out of that. Uh, I know uh, you you were pretty happy with how things went overall. What were uh, some of the things you and your coaching staff were wanting to get out of it, and, and you and your coaching staff's impressions of how the spring went? Well, we wanted to just confirm that we we're going to be good defensive. We knew it. We had the, we had the guys back. We got the size back. We got the talent over there, uh, and they're from from day one to day in, uh, we're really good defensively. So that was good as a head coach. I'm still a play caller on offense, so uh, I have my frustrations trying to move the ball against them, uh, but few things on offense we went there's, there's three things we were looking at we had to replace all five on offensive line uh you know we're known for our offensive line and and luckily we got we knew who the guys were had to see them go against our you know we got some division one defensive linemen and uh they did a great job so we, we were great there um uh, had a lockdown we had, we had two good quarterbacks on our campus uh eli styers is going to be our quarterback he's going to be a sophomore uh, he's 6'3 195 right now just turned 15 you know, got a 41-inch vertical, throws it beautiful. So uh, we're going to be locked down at that position like, like, like we're used to being locked down. And then we struggled at, at the corner covering a deep pass. And uh, we ended up with a couple with Seth Metter last year doing a good job. Uh, we got a point guard going to OU who's named Davion Harmon. That's a stud. His brother, Deuce, uh, is in the same grade as Eli, going to be a sophomore. And uh, I've never in spring ball – worked around a freshman throwing the ball, and we had to work around him. He's going to be a great one for us. So those, these reps, and these reps today will be very, really valuable to see kind of how your kids adjust against a different color jersey because that, that intensity gets turns up just a little bit, doesn't it? No question. I walked up to West Mesquite here and whoever they're playing in the Soto. And, I, you know, there's athletes everywhere. So I'd love to throw my young ones in there and go cover that 6'5 guy and see what you got. All right, now we've got a couple, couple of fun questions for you. I'm going to get you a stand just right here. That's you're good. We've got, we've got to get that pretty face in the shot, yeah, Coach. Okay. Uh, first question, uh, Coach – Coach, Al, Coach Young at Lake Dallas kind of threw a shot at you in our interview. Told, told me, Shocker. yeah, I mean, right, you know, that guy, you know, he, <laughs> he, he, he said something about you being, he's not sure if you're a Texan because you ordered a salad at a Mexican restaurant. Do you, do you care to respond to Coach Young's allegations? Wow, yeah, I'll respond to that. You know, my diet goes kind of on our opponent, you know. So if, it, if, we, if we're playing an Allen and we got a big dog ahead of us, I'm probably eating big steak, big burritos if we're at a – uh, Mexican restaurant. I said, but if I'm on a salad day, it means I probably got a lightweight that week. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it wasn't Lake Dallas week. There you go. <laughs> All right. Now, second question. Uh, we work closely with Adam Bodecker. I know you know him well. Uh, his food opinions cannot be trusted. Max Thompson has gone on record and said this Bodecker's food opinions cannot be trusted. So I decided if I want to know where to eat in Denton, I'm going to go to the expert himself, Coach Walsh. Where do you go pregame? Are there any spots that you like to go pregame or any spots you recommend for any fans coming to uh, Collins Stadium to come and watch the Wildcats play this year? Well, I tell you what, you know, you are exactly right on Bodecker. We eat weekly. I buy one week and he buys the other week. So when I buy, and it's a controlled environment. When I'm with him, it's an uncontrolled environment, and, and it's a little sketchy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But now if you're, you know, in, in our area, there's a place called Marty B's, uh, not about five, about five miles from our place, and it's a, a great environment, great food. Uh, and and I definitely recommend that if you're coming to a ball game. Uh, but man, my I'm a breakfast guy. So if you're around Guyer High School around the morning time before lunch, hit Sidewalk Cafe. It's 
it's uh, it's top notch. What's the, what's what's your go to for breakfast? I, I, Tepper, Greg Tepper, our, our our fearless leader, is a team breakfast for dinner. He loves breakfast for dinner. So, what, what what's your go to for breakfast? Man, I'm a Migas guy. You know, I like to I like the scrambled eggs and some jalapenos and peppers and onions and mushrooms. That sounds good to me. That's that actually sounds pretty good. It is good. All right, Coach. Well, we won't have any Migas. This hot weather might not be good for that, but uh, I'll let you enjoy watching your kids compete today. Appreciate your time, and I appreciate what you do for student athletes in the state of Texas. Uh, we appreciate you, man. You, you do a good job of covering our profession, and, and we appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Great job. There he is, John Walsh. Boy, Bodecker just getting railroaded in that interview. Just his food opinions. Can't trust him. Which I'm on. I'm on board with. I'm fine with it, too. Although he did get the free pub with the uh, Denko Gridiron Show hat that Walsh was sporting, which is funny. We need merch for this. I don't know. I don't know if we do. I think people would wear it. We need dumb merch. Yeah. That's what we need. We need, like, shirts that say, Tepper hates my favorite team Mm. with a logo. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. Yeah, because we need to increase your brand. That's a thing that needs to happen. That's what this thing's about. Anyway, thanks to John Walsh, head coach of the Denver Geyer Wildcats, for talking to Matt Stepp. Now we go to Max Thompson for the award-winning segment, Final Thoughts. It's going to take a while. There's a lot of stuff to get over. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) Jacob John goes, Tepper's going to need more than one scotch on Friday. You are correct. I am going to have a lot of it. Yeah. There's a reason we're doing the show at noon, and then you're not going to see me again until Tuesday. Yeah. Robert Robert Wolf Three-day with, bender. Robert Wolf continues to have terrifying opinions about booze. He says, "Forget scotch, put some whiskey, Sprite, and Sour Patch Kids in a drink, and you will get a buzz." God, uh, good lord! It's like a diabetes cocktail. That's amazing. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. Why'd you even? Ugh. Kevin D. Davis asks, "How good do you think Wichita Falls Hershey will be this year?" Pretty good. And, Pretty good. Uh, you're not going to run out of things to read about him in the magazine. I'll, oh just, I'll, I'll just tease that. Um, yeah, Hershey's. The thing is, everyone's going to be like going gaga over Demarway Foster, and yeah. they should. Yeah. Demarway Foster's awesome. Yeah. I want to be very clear about that. Yeah. Hey, their defense could be pretty good. Could be pretty good. Ruben Rio says, "If it makes Tepper feel better, I made state in one act play." Nice. Yeah. I was in one act play at Capel. There you go. And uh, was bad. Yeah. We did not qualify for anything, probably because of me. Nice. Our good friend Brent Holman, who's also from Iowa, says wrestling is awesome. I grew up in Iowa, and uh, wrestling's a thing there. He's right. It's a big deal there. I need to get like a good grasp on the rules of it, like because it, it's like everyone. Whenever I watch like wrestling, everyone seems to get excited for things that I don't understand. And so I need to get, like, a basic rules of it, but then I feel like I'd be into it. Yeah. He also asked if we've heard about the uh, the headbands that soccer players are wearing to prevent the head injuries. We talked about them a little bit yesterday. It's these Kevlar gel... Halos. Halos. They've been wearing... They wore them last year at uh, State 7 on 7. I suspect we'd see them again. Yeah, I bet we will. Um, but I, look, it's it's a precautionary thing, and I think it's a smart thing to have. I think it's... This is a terrible turn of phrase, but it's like a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, thanks to everyone for checking in. Uh, Cover reveal on Tuesday. Cover Tuesday. reveal on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it? Are we promising a show tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we'll do a show tomorrow. Oh, shouldn't have done that. We'll do a show tomorrow. We'll do a show. No, we're going to do a show every week, this every day this week, yeah. and then we're going to take Monday off. That's the deal. Yeah. Okay? Ruben we're going to take Monday off for no reason. <laughs> Ruben Rios says, 10 bucks for Vince Young's trophy. 
look, it's the best offer we've gotten so far. Not saying we're going to take it right now. And then Jerry Brunson at the buzzer. The Canadian Wildcats, the only favorite team Tepper doesn't hate. You'd, we like some Canadian around here. Air Canada, baby. Mm, I don't know. I kind of hate them. You want to stay on the brand? That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, the current bid on this trophy is $10. <laughs> Please come get it. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.